This Metatainment production is brought to you today by the Samurai Aquatics and Decor Metaventure. Scan that QR code or click that link in the description and dive yourself headfirst into the Samurai Aquatics Discord server to pleasure your peepers on our current and future range of outdoor decor. The Wine and She Show is a Metaverse and NFT discussion interview series brought to you by Metaverse Ventures Entertainment and host Ben68 and more cheats. Warning, the information and opinions within are solely the views of the individuals involved contains content not suitable for anyone. Good day, and thanks for listening to or watching the Wine and Cheese in the Metaverse show. I'm Shock, here with my co-host More Cheese for episode 78, recording on Friday 31st of March and airs April 1st, Today we talked about a serious issue in the metaverse, which is cyberbullying. We touched on a few exciting upline-ish, talked about some articles, and finished off with Shaq giving loads of knowledge about projects she's involved in. So get yourself ready for the wine and cheese episode of The Worst Show Ever. ever. <laughs> I love it. Wine and cheese. Time for wine and cheese. The ranger, one's like it stumps, one's from Australia, one's from the Bronx. Talking about the metaverse and NFTs, interviewing all the real crypto Hello and welcome to Wine and Cheese in the Metaverses show. This is episode 78. I'm more cheese and I'm here with my beautiful co-host of the week, Shaqueline. How are you doing, Shaq? I'm good, thanks. Thanks for having me. You it's look incredible, by the way. I love everything. Thank you. Um, I'm mixed up for this. Yeah, and I want to hear more about it and uh, the creator and, and everything behind it. Definitely. Right. Uh, a lot has happened this week, and I can't wait to dive into Upland news and articles. But first, I'm going to start off the show discussing a topic that should really be common sense for us adults, but it isn't, on cyberbullying. Now, what is cyberbullying? Cyberbullying or cyber harassment is a form of bullying or harassment using electronic means. Cyberbullying and, and cyber harassment are also known as online bullying. It has become increasingly common, especially among teenagers, as the digital sphere has expanded and technology has advanced. Basically, cyberbullying is a type of bullying in which one or more individuals use digital technologies to intentionally and repeatedly cause harm to another person. Why am I mentioning this? Well, I was recently cyberbullied this past Thursday from someone named Russell Envy. He is funnily enough an Upland UCN broadcaster and an UCN member. He was triggered by a comment I made in the Upland Cafe. He was mentioning something about a roundtable to talk about Upland and I wrote in the cafe comment section, I somehow have a feeling your roundtable will be all males. I am a female in a mostly male space. I have never seen any females invited to or in any Upland round tables. And I have made this comment due to that. Was it the right comment to make? 
maybe not, but Russell went ahead, copied my comment and put it on his Twitter and pinned it. I was then DM'd by a few people pointing it out to me. I shared it in the cafe and explained why I assumed and not really understanding why he wanted to put me on blast. He then threatened to turn it into an NFT. Now, why did he do this? I am not completely sure, but the day before, he was mentioning his Twitter analytics and how much more visibility he received when he is negative on something. The good thing about this is that I have been receiving a lot of DMs in support that don't want to tweet anything, so they won't be adding to his analytics. I have dealt with a good amount of things in the metaverse and Upland, but this for me, took the cake. I never experienced misogynistic cyberbullying to this level. Um, I'm fortunate to have a platform to call this stuff out. I stand up for anyone I see being cyberbullied. So why shouldn't I stand up for myself? To conclude this, please don't cyberbully. If you feel a certain way about something, go to the person directly and talk it out with them. Now, let's move on to the good stuff. Uh, speaking of females in the metaverse, Mavian put out a Twitter live with Danny from Upland and Randy Zuckerberg. Were you able to listen to that, Shaq? I was. Yes, I was. It was pretty awesome. I, I love awesome. hearing from Danny. Me too. Yeah. And then I, I didn't really know who Randy Zuckerberg was. Um, have you heard of her before? No, I have not. Yeah, me neither. And then like, so this live was great. It It allowed me to go and check her out. Uh, I went over to Randy Zuckerberg's Twitter and looked into her hug project. I mm-hmm. love this so much. I purchased the hug. Uh, let me show you my hug. It's so adorable. Okay. <laughs> uh, share screen. Yeah, I want to learn more about the project. Yeah, I'll definitely like tell you more about it um, offline if you want. But basically, it's it was... Uh, well, this is an offer. That's not how much I paid. <laughs> I paid about $90, which was about, uh, what is it? Uh, 0.0 something. I don't know. 0.0 something Eve. And so basically it says rug and then hug. I guess it's like making you feel better if you were part of an NFT rug pull. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> Isn't that cool? And it's a pass. So it serves as access to her hug hug um website right okay and there so there you can you you um you earn points by voting on people's art and leaving real like leaving reviews and um the more the more articulate more descriptive your reviews are the more points you earn so wow. i think yeah it's like a great incentive to do something nice for someone which i think is incredibly cool i applied to be an artist on there um i'll let you guys know the update oh that's awesome yeah so yeah. so that was good we'll have the link for her uh twitter and websites in the description um Another amazing female in the metaverse does Jack put together an Upland Female Alliance Discord. So now she was motivated to do so by the Mavian Live. Uh, I just joined and I'm excited to see where this goes. I see you're in there, Shaq. Yes, I am. That's really cool. I can't wait to uh, do some things with you and the other ladies in there. We need to do a collaboration, Shaq. We do. We do. Yeah, I would love to freaking collaborate with you. Absolutely. And you know what's (laughs) exciting about the Mavion partnership 
is that Mavion, you know, I have a lot of, like, I remember um, the metaverser was asking me, why do you think there aren't more women in the metaverse? And I have some thoughts on that. But um, what's cool about Mavion is that they already have a female following and Mavion is leading the way to uh, introducing the yes. metaverse and specifically the Upland metaverse yeah. to a large contingent of women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, I love that. The right word. I think contingent, but anyway, I think- <laughs> everyone knows what I mean. It sounded right. <laughs> no, I agree with you. And like, I know there are a lot of females that don't want to be known that are in Upland. I know a few that go by, you know, specific names, which you can't really tell. Um, there's good reason for that, of course. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I I am excited to see them come in and be introduced to Upland. And, you know, I'm excited for this uh, Upland Female Alliance that Dijak created as well. Yes. That's crazy. That's great. So am I. So am I. Now, also in Upland, phase three, phase three or phase two? We're already on phase three. I thought it was phase two. Is it phase two? Am I just like pulling stuff? Am I making stuff up? Well, one of us is. Let me see. (laughs) Yeah, phase two. (laughs) I'm making stuff up. (laughs) Sorry, Upland. Phase two of the Master Builders is underway. So players are now able to submit their own structure model designs for Buenos Aires, Queens, and Las Vegas. Hmm. That's pretty cool. I can't wait to see what they do for Queens. The deadline for phase two submissions is Wednesday, April 5th at 11.59 p.m. PT with resubmissions. And I, I'm really glad that they added resubmissions. That's That was really cool of them. Closing a few yeah. days later. So yeah. like, that's if like, you know, um, it wasn't accepted. You really you have a chance that one last chance to make it acceptable. Yes. Um, there will be a community vote to determine whose structure design will permanently reside in Upland. Contest winners will be awarded the coveted Master Builder badge along with one whole spark and one hundred thousand Upex. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is really cool because this is one contest that you have to work really hard for. There's no way to get any kind of royalties on it because it's going to be something that you can, everybody can just build, right? You're not buying it. It's not a, um, what's that architect term? It's not a blueprint. Right, right. It's not a blueprint. So I think Upland really did a good job to make the rewards worth it. Yeah. Yeah. That one spark is really good. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. that is. And uh, like, I know D Tech has been working extremely hard on this. I really hope that he wins one of the builds he submitted. I know Tosshead is in it as well. Yeah, yeah Tosshead and I run the Avenue of Fashion in Detroit. And um, so, what we do for our Avenue of Fashion community is if you own a property, on the avenue of fashion i don't remember if it has to have a build or not um my bad but um you get and you know you get a certain amount of entries onto a wheel and then we you know for every upland design contest um we provide a custom design 
for them to submit. And so wow, that's really they awesome. Get, they get to keep the the prize if they win. So it's a really, I think, a great program for being a part of the AOF. Yeah, that's really <laughs> like so people have you heard if you have skills in Blender and you are a creator, but you don't want to deal with owning a factory, you don't want to deal with a showroom or even like just deal on a one-on-one all the time basis with someone, you know, join this note. Um, You have a chance to work with somebody and, you know, or, or even someone who doesn't know it. Like, like you said, you, they will benefit from your creations. Yeah. Not so everybody. Any, yeah, that's true. That's true. Anybody. But you know, they earn the right to participate by being part of our project. So that's, that's really good. That's awesome. This gives everybody a chance to kind of achieve something, which is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that. that's great. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so natural disasters are coming. Are they? Yay. Are they really a plan? Are they? <laughs> no. Um, my response in Twitter was, I know this has to be an April Fool's, but I actually kind of love it, to be honest. And <clears throat> I think it would be a great future add-on. There should really, there should be things that you can do to prepare. Like, like it would be fun for people to, let's say, create uh, window boarding structure ornaments or put up flood sandbags or decor, outdoor oh, yeah. decor, or like barricades for, for zombies, right? Oh, yeah. I think it's a great idea in that regard, right? Instead of just having it randomly happen, give warning, just like yeah. the, the news would tell you the hurricane's going to hit in True. three days, right? True. Upland is the news and they tell us a hurricane <laughs> or a tornado is coming. Sharknadoes. And <laughs> For those of you by water. <laughs> right. Then there's products, products that you have to buy yes. in order to prepare for the onslaught and if you have the product you're protected and if and, you don't then you pay the price and I mean, the price should be something dumb like 1000 epics right it should be very doable so it doesn't break the game exactly right? like maybe even 500 epics to a thousand epics like something really stupid and then um have competitions you know who who was the best defense who took the least amount of damage yeah. and i i think that would be amazing a plan you know? i think it could be very cool and some of my thoughts on it too um well first of all if you have living um organisms which we're going to have true it sort of makes sense that if you're growing gardens there should be days when the rain comes and days when the sun shines, but you can't have weather without weather events. And so to me, there's a lot of logic in having natural disasters. And it also creates friction for buildings because yeah. right now there is no building friction. There Why would someone want to rent when they can just buy a property with a structure and be done with it? Exactly. Well, what if owning a structure or hundreds of structures came with a downside exactly yeah yeah and i think going forward when they open up new cities they can put danger zones that give you a little more um dividends but they have more it's more destruction like instead of 1000 it'll be 5000 upex you know and you have to really 
build a proper defense and there's some things you can't defend against like sinkholes <laughs> <laughs> you you can't <laughs> you would have to put jets on the edge of your house and whenever <laughs> like a sinkhole you put the jets on <laughs> and then you move it somewhere else <laughs> and That's so they fill up the sinkhole and they're all ideas this could be a level two it could this could be a level two, maybe yeah. PML, uh, or 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 anybody could kind of like create some. Oh my God, he has the map! Like you could definitely fly through Upix World in the Upland map. Wow! All right, we got to bring this to him. Yeah, you could build volcanoes and nodes that you're not mad at or something. <laughs> that would be so cool. It'll be like another Spud Wars, but without the real damage. You know, right. because yeah. level two, oh my gosh, we got to yeah. get back to this. <laughs> that is, I mean, oh, whoa, <laughs> uh, MV Motors. I know, like, I'm, I'm like still stuck. I could talk about this forever, but MV Motors, were you able to get a car in the last car no. sale? No. no. Yeah, me neither. Me neither. I, uh, neither was Ben. There was a lot of people. I still, you know what? Some people are, are luckier than others in regards to RNG. I'm still not mad at the RNG. I think the reason why we see the same people having more and more cars is maybe because they're more tenacious and they're like, uh, who has a good spot in line? Who has this? I'll buy it from you. You know, even though they don't have a spot in line, they'll make it their, uh, they'll make it their project to find someone who is, you know? I definitely think that a lot of the people that have multiple cars are either buying it or getting the place in line that someone else got or yeah. getting them on the secondary. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not upset. I'm not mad. I yeah, got me neither. Times. I have some nice vehicles and I don't need to buy one every single time. You have a nice one. <laughs> too. And like, I know you, you don't want to race that one, right? The S1R, which is good because like, you're going to have this pristine original S1R because this is what I think is going to happen. Um, the races are going to come and in the future when the damage happens, uh, the S1Rs are going to get damaged. They're going to get mileage they're gonna get old and then once you know it gets completely destroyed or irre irreparable that is gonna the nft of that car is gonna burn and that's when they're gonna start being able to put new ones out which is actually a great mechanic because um they're not going to be the same as the originals but they will be like more cars you're gonna have the first original s1r untouched you know how valuable that's gonna be once like point. destruction comes into place that's a good point yeah and you know what else um i'm i can't wait to see this in action because right now i don't fully understand it but with the layer two like in epics world my as i understand it my s1r is going to be available for racing by the mass gaming market yeah in layer two and, and it's it could there. be a perpetual revenue generator just to leave it sitting in my wallet yeah yeah look at that so look at that 
like that's it, the, the the innovation and technology and the evolution is like it goes on and on and on and on that's amazing right. and it may you know the value of those may just skyrocket because it might be worth more holding it mm-hmm. than selling it yeah yeah oh because gosh. it's perpetual revenue i hope i hope it goes into the tens of thousands <laughs> you too <laughs> so all right so we're doing pretty good on time look at this ben would be so proud of me um <laughs> let's get into the articles i have some fun ones i have some sad ones i'm gonna say so this article let me share it uh, boo, 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 boo. where are you article where is it oh it's behind the screen all right. <laughs> now, do you see that Bob Chappick's Metaverse Division? Oh. Do you see so that? I have not seen that. Who's Bob Chappick? So he was the CEO that was hired uh, to kind of champion Disney's metaverse or like like a story of the metaverse and education of the metaverse. And Ben and I were so excited. We actually... Uh, we actually talked on the article that when he was first getting getting into into the metaverse stuff and he worked so hard to put stuff out and now uh, they're saying his dream is dead. Uh, the entertainment giant shuffled its nascent metaverse division as part of Monday's layoffs. Uh, the Hollywood Reporter has confirmed this week's layoffs are the first round of cuts from CEO Bob Iger or Eager as he seeks to streamline the entertainment giant. He announced the cuts March 27th in an email to staff. You know why they're doing this? Why? Because they realized it would be a lot cheaper to just come to Upland. Ah! Yes! Yes! <laughs> Bob! Actually... Bob, come on over. <laughs> yeah, that would be amazing. Like, hey, why do it yourself? Why not, you know, come to the the super app? Right. No, that's for real. That's, I like that. Yeah, yeah. The division technically called Next Generation Storytelling had been a pet project. He first mentioned it in November 2021, so he was on this early. Uh, telling analysts that our efforts today are merely a prologue to a time when we'll be able to connect the physical and digital world even more closely. Now, imagine if he was able to do this. Imagine not being able to afford going to Disney World, but being able to go there virtually. Mm-hmm. Right. And then being able to experience the rides uh, in Universal Studio, because that's all, you know, it, it doesn't move. It's all simulated. Right. So you right. could, if you have, you could go to a place where you could put on the headset and just kind of experience something you may not be able to experience. Right. No. And that's going to happen. Oh yeah. Right. It's going to happen. So it is sad that Bob Chappick's metaverse dream is dead at Disney. Yeah. <laughs> 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 the- Entertainment giant will find its way to the metaverse. Yeah. And it'll, it'll probably be Upland. Oh, it it has to be. The the goal he said was to put these tools in the hands of Kathy Kennedy's and Kevin Fiji's. 
and Dana Walden's and help them really create the next level of storytelling that is unique. Well, hopefully next week we'll we'll hear uh, an article saying, no, that was fake. Like it's still on. <laughs> I mean, that happened with Anamoka. There was an article I, I wouldn't touch. It says something that they were scaling back their um, investment amount by a lot. And then good thing I didn't touch it the next day. Anamoka was like, um, yeah, that was a fake, that was fake news. We're not doing that. It's still the same amount of investment we're doing. So hopefully yeah, maybe hopefully. this will come back. Hopefully, yeah. Next is you see this? I saw some stuff in Twitter about Shib's metaverse project. I didn't know they had a metaverse. This is amazing. I'm actually a big buyer of Shib. So am I. And I I it's like there's really nothing to lose. Put a few hundred dollars on there and just let it sit. I actually went to the metaverse and it looks adorable. <laughs> Isn't that so cool? Um, actually, we could watch the trailer. Do you hear it? No, I don't. Um, I think I would have to be sharing with sounds, but it's not, it's just the sound of water, which is pretty relaxing. It looks like the Ninja Village. Right? Doesn't it? Yes. Actually, I was just about to I was just about to say that. Look. Right there. And <laughs> wow. the trees and the bridge. Yeah. So if you want to come to Ship World, just come to uh UPX World Ninja Village. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out a way to get in this. I think you need some sort of um staking. I'm trying to figure out how to get the leash token. By converting. That's awesome. Oh, it's so pretty. I want to be there. Me too. We got to figure it out after this. <laughs> but yeah, that is that is very pretty. I'll put it's this. Gorgeous. And now we'll go back to the article. So the ship metaverse leads Web3 diversity through new partnerships with international women of blockchain and now payments. You want to take this first paragraph? I don't know if you want to. Miami Business Wire. Shiba Inu, one of the world's most popular cryptocurrencies, renowned for its passionate community. The super strong SHIB army has announced that its SHIB, the metaverse world, is encouraging Web3 gender diversity with bold new partnerships. Nice. SHIB, the metaverse, has partnered with the International Women of Blockchain Ooh. and now payments with the goal of empowering women worldwide in crypto, blockchain, and Web3. Now, this is awesome. Like, this whole week has been quite a roller coaster for me <laughs> in regards to empowering women and bullying women. I, so it's, it's always nice to see stuff like this. Yes. It really is. So, so IWB, International Women of Blockchain, is an annual conference hosted by a 5013 nonprofit organization dedicated to strengthening the blockchain landscape through diversity. Now payments makes it easy for online and offline businesses and individuals to accept crypto payments and donations, as well as conduct payouts with the support of 160 plus cryptocurrencies and low transaction fees. That's really cool. 
That's really cool. Yeah. So you want to get this one? In our efforts to build diversity in Web3 and the metaverse, we are excited that the SHIB Army is throwing their full support to onboarding more women into Web3, says Olayinka Odiniran. Very good. Executive Director of Black Women in Blockchain and Chief Creative Director of IWB. There is nothing better than to have a strong, powerful, and supportive community take notice of your efforts to build a diverse future. As the Executive Director of Black Women in Blockchain, I am thrilled to partner with SHIB to increase the army of SHIB women and to use Now Payments, a female-led crypto payment platform, as our source for donations. Nice. Yeah, that is really cool. Like, I want to check out Now Payments now. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's definitely a nice article. That is. I like that a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll have to check it out. I'll check it out and give my review on it. Um, I just looking in here. This is oh, that's cute. Isn't he so cute? <laughs> um, so this is the the leash locker, right? And to in order to set and lock your leash and gain access to the map, you have to buy some leash. I I can't imagine it's it's um the very expensive with the price of Shibu. Right. right. And then if you click here, it brings you to like a kind of a swap thing where you can go and you could purchase you know leash and whatnot so i don't know we'll look at that later and then this is your shibu locker blah 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 we'll have to see i'll have to look at it after this and uh see what i can do what i can all figure right. out um <clears throat> apple so, all right, let's give some context to this. I'm not a big Apple fan. I'm I'm an Android and PC fan girl, but but we did a, a talk about an article Ben and I about their AR VR glasses that they want to bring out. Um, these look amazing. So you put the glasses on, and you basically can see your desktop on your screen. Right. And yeah. And you're able to kind of like click things and, and then you look down and there's a virtual keyboard on your desk. Right. So it's kind of like like an AR meets MR MR headset. So what there's is MR so MR is uh they said it uh Where's my thing? Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Cheese, cheese. I can't think of the word. I know it, but I can't think of the word. Well, it'll probably say it as we read the article. All right. That might be a little hard. Apple is qu quietly worrying about its answer to the metaverse. All right, that might be a little harsh, but the concept of virtual reality becoming the next big thing seems to be getting a little green around the gills. I, I disagree with this. Worldwide sales of virtual and augmented 
reality headset dropped 12% last year and were off 2% year over year in the US to 1.1 billion. Analysts cite such reasons as expensive gear, I could see that, economic concerns, I could see that, and a post-pandemic reunion with the outside world for the slowdown. That all makes sense. Yeah. Meta Platforms CEO Mark Zuckerberg is among those who have taken a real world. Yeah, well, he's a different story. He has invested billions of dollars into his metaverse project. And so far, all he's gotten for looking through rose colored glasses is a red ink shellacking. In 2021 and 2022, Reality Labs division housing metaverse projects reported a cumulative loss of nearly 24 billion, including 13.7 billion last year. Yeah, but Zuckerberg is not Apple. All right, here we go. Now, Apple is reportedly having some serious second thoughts about its augmented mixed reality. Okay. Mixed reality. So I guess it's not completely virtual. Ah, so yeah, that makes sense. It's not completely virtual. It has aspects of virtual, but also real reality. <laughs> okay. All right. That's cool. <laughs> Um, Apple analyst Ming Chi Kuo on March 30th that said tweeted on March 30th that Apple isn't very optimistic about its ARMR headset announcement recreating the astounding iPhone moment. I think that's a big mistake. Like I saw these glasses and they looked amazing. Oh, I mean, it's all, it's only been pushed back by a month or two. As a result, he said mass production schedule for assembly has been pushed back by another one or, or months to mid late to late third quarter. All right. Big deal. (laughs) (laughs) Now employees are reportedly reportedly defecting from the project. You want to read this? Apple said that the conference will spotlight the latest iOS iPad OS, Mac OS, Watch OS, and TV OS advancements. Cool said that due to the delay in mass production for assembly, the shipment forecast this year is only 200,000 to 300,000 units, lower than the market consensus of 500,000 units or more. Now, do you think they're doing this as a ploy to make it more, how do you say, uh demand to make it more wanted because there's not going to be that much supply that could be because yeah this doesn't sound it sounds like i'm reading something that is from the twilight zone it's like we created this really amazing awesome thing the metaverse is here and alive and it's the next best thing since sliced bread but we're going to make you really want it by not putting that much out or it's just kind of like dipping their toe in the water to see the demand for it. I mean, it's smart. Yeah. It's it's definitely if that's if that's the case and they're using it as a marketing technique, then that is actually pretty smart. I'm uh I'm I'm a I'm a PC and Android fangirl, but I might actually this might be the first Apple thing I purchase. I'm a big Mac girl. Are you? Yeah. And I think there will be people lining up for this product, just like for all of their other products. So yeah, I hope so. They've increased scarcity. Because it'll, and it'll also give like 
a nice point into the direction of the metaverse. Right. So some employees have defected from the project because of their doubts about potential. It's probably people who don't know about, like, you know, the potential of it. Uh, citing three people familiar with the situation, while others have been fired over the lack of progress with some aspects of the headset, including its use of Apple Series voice assistant. Yeah, it's not surprising to have, I mean, it just because they're employees doesn't mean they get it. There's always employees that don't have a vision or the imagination. And the truth is there's mostly people in the world right now that don't get the metaverse. Exactly. I definitely agree with that. So like anything that can give them any sort of, uh, you know, education about it is good by me, even if it's from Apple. (laughs) I had had dinner last year with some employee of Facebook and um, he, he didn't understand what the metaverse was. And yet Facebook had changed its name to Meta. Yeah, exactly. That's crazy. And they're expected to have all their meetings in the metaverse, the the meta metaverse. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on to the last. This now this one is a few in one. I thought about this because remember Solana? Oh yeah, I'm I hold plenty of Solana and I am very familiar with them. <laughs> Same. Now I know they've had um the most shut like you know shutdowns of their their thing, but they they are still pretty fast. I still have a lot of confidence in them. But this week in the metaverse, Solana loses Utes. I don't know what that is, and D God's collections. Argentina gets web three plane tickets. And Grimes launches NFTs. Now, I love that Grimes is launching an NFT. I wish I could go to this first, but I'm going to go in order. Uh, like she has such a unique following. And uh, with all of the Elon stuff and and like her music and this, this and that, I think it would be a great opportunity for that her unique fan base to get into metaverse and NFTs. But let me, all right. Oh, a big change in the world of NFTs is imminent and Solana may end up the biggest loser. Oh my God, this poor blockchain. In December, (laughs) (laughs) the labs, creator of the popular Utes and the gods projects announced that both collections would be moving from Solana blockchain. So they're going over to the Ethereum to join the likes of other popular projects like Board Apes Club, CryptoPunks, D-Labs founder, Rohan Vora, a.k.a. Frank the Gods, said at the time. Meanwhile, the Ethereum scaling network Polygon won over Utes in part because of a $3 million non-equity grant from Polygon Labs as mm. part of the agreement to... Oh, Polygon. So there you go. <laughs> Polygon was like, ooh, $3 million carrot over here, buddy. Get over. So at least it was because of like such a great incentive, right? Right. So you want to get this. 
On Monday, Delabs announced the Utes migration to Polygon, and according to Decrypt, more than 75% of NFTs in the collection had been migrated to Polygon in just 24 hours. Wow. On Friday, the even more valuable Degods collection is starting its migration to Ethereum, and the excitement was already evident on crypto Twitter. Wow. <laughs> Look at that. If users migrate NFTs in the first 24 hours, the gas fees associated with the move will be covered by the company. Oh, another incentive to do it right. as fast as they did. Like I like how it's unfolding. The gas fees. Oh, Sorry. go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. You have to do that because doing anything on Solana is super cheap and I love it. Yeah. And doing anything on Ethereum is ridiculously expensive. And so it's like you almost have to use this as an incentive. Exactly. I definitely agree. Oh, and Polygon, though, I'm a big fan of Polygon. There's like no gas fees for me to put up any NFTs at all. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So I, I always put my stuff yeah. on Polygon. I love I Polygon is one of my biggest holdings. So anything that's good for Polygon is good for me, even if it's bad for Solana. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm a big holder of Polygon as well. <clears throat> so let's see <laughs> on friday the even more valuable the gods collection is starting its migration to ethereum that's uh, and the excitement was already evident oh yeah we read that if users migrate yeah we read that uh the gas fees associated and if the holders at least start the process on the first possible day they're eligible to win a bitcoin degod nft in a slight to nft market space open space open sea the gods chose up and coming competitor Blur. Have you heard of Blur? I have not. Me neither, as their recommended marketplace experience for the gods on Ethereum. Wow. All right. All right. We're partnering up with Blur. I got to give them a checkout. Yeah. Suffice it to say, it's not great for Solana, which already took a hit to its credibility after the downfall of FTX and Alameda research and of Sam Bankman frieds close ties with the Solana Labs. Yeah, the company that builds products and tools to further expand the Solana ecosystem, plus SBF's companies were big holders of soul. Yeah. Yeah. All right. How about this one, Shaq? Argentina low-cost airline Flybondi conducted one of the most interesting applications of NFTs to the traditional business world that I've seen in a while. This week, the airline became the first in the world to offer blockchain-based NFT tickets for wow. all the domestic routes. The ticket 3.0 launch means that for a fee, customers will now be able to change the name on a ticket, transfer it, or give it away for someone else to use, all without having to deal with the hassle of involving the company. That's amazing. That is amazing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. The use for NFTs is so broad. Oh, yeah. And it keeps growing and growing. Yeah. yeah. And innovating and evolving. It's... <laughs> The airline teamed up with NFT ticket company Travel X for the initiative, which Flybondi said cost its partner $7 million to develop. 
the company doesn't take a cut of the initial NFT ticket sale, which is wow. Travel X chief blockchain officer told, told CoinDesk that the company airlines take a 2% cut when tickets are traded on a secondary market. So like, let's say you bought a ticket, you're not able to go, or you bought a ticket for somebody else and you give it a, like you, or you sell it because you like, you're not able to go and you sell it for an, a specific amount. 2% of that goes to the airline. Interesting. That's very interesting. It reminds me of the uh, black market for concert tickets. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But then how do they make the money on the actual ticket? Right. So the airline, so the company doesn't take a cut of the initial NFT ticket sale. Oh, all right. So this is not the airline. This is the actual ticket company that does this for the airline. So they're not taking any money for the, from the airline for issuing the NFT for the initial flight. But if the flight is sold on second market, that's where they get their cut which is pretty amazing. So wait, so is this company going in and buying up all of the airline tickets so that they're sold out? Which No, no. So they're teaming up with the actual airline and they're selling the ticket for the exact same amount. They get none of that initial one, right? The All the proceeds go to the airline. But if you need to sell your ticket because you, you no longer can go on the flight, 2% of that second market sale goes to the NFT issuer, which is Travel X. <laughs> yeah, but I, I had this interesting idea, though. <laughs> all the tickets. And the only way you can get them then is to go. <laughs> well, I don't think they want to be enemies with the airline. I know. I'm just kidding. But... I know. I know. <laughs> They'll follow the people who bought the tickets and make them make uh, <laughs> situations where it's impossible for them to attain, like go to the flight. So they have to sell it. <laughs> uh, the tickets can be bought with FIA and managed through Flybondi's website. A clear sign the functionality is meant for mainstream adoption. Yeah, that's really amazing. Like you don't have to know about NFTs. You could just purchase them. And like, yeah, that's pretty good. So and you have to have a, a wallet. Well, you could have a wallet through the airline because uh, this is only Flybondi's website. So if you go to, this is only available through Flybondi. So if you go to Flybondi's website and you create an account, I'm I'm thinking that they serve as your wallet. Interesting. Yeah. So in other news, Web3 domain company, Unstoppable Domains. Yes, I actually have quite a few domains from Unstoppable Domains. They're actually incredibly uh, reasonably priced and you don't have to pay a subscription for them. So I, I definitely got my more cheese wax. I got, you know, um, MVE. I got a, a couple of other things. Uh, so I'm definitely interested in this. Web3 domain company Unstoppable Domains is bringing AI and NFTs together with a PFP collection. For $14.99, the company will analyze 10 to 20 images of your face and make 200 AI-enabled renderings of it. Wow. 
you can then turn your favorite into an NFT. There are also some feature, featuring the profiles of famous people available on OpenSea. As of this week, for the lowest, just above 900 bucks. So I wonder what the privacy uh, small print is, because there was there was this one program where like you could submit your profile picture and they'd make cool stuff for you. But then they owned your picture. And so your picture could then be sold for use by who knows what. And and I remember hearing about some some sort of concerns regarding privacy and your ownership of the, your own image and that sort of thing. Yeah, that's definitely something to look into. Hopefully they mention it. Canadian musician Claire Boucher, Boucher a.k.a. Oh, Grimes. Is this new? <laughs> I don't know if this has anything to do with this. Um, launched a Gen 1 Avatar NFT collection, in particular with digital art platform Zora, following a performance at the Ultra Music Festival last week. The free collection is a, is the first of a series of virtual AI avatars within what Grimes is calling the AI Oracle Neural Network. Look out, Neuralink. <laughs> <laughs> the avatar has already been minted 43,000 times. The last day to mint is Friday. Wow. Jeez. Take this last one. NFT Marketplace, Magic Eden. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's set to open its Ethereum Marketplace, ETH Genesis, on April 6th, the company announced this week. Although the marketplace originally was limited to Solana collections, Yikes. <laughs> it's since added support for Polygon and most recently Bitcoin NFTs called Ordinals. Oh. Magic Eden will have more than 10 new collections at launch, including Cashflow, CN Wafuku, and Kaiju Kings. All ETH NFT collections traded on native listings will include creator royalties. All right. So poor Solana. Jesus. Yeah. So, yeah, we have to, I'll look into this and see what they're, uh, because I'm, I'm really into the unstoppable domains thing. So I'll look into it and see what their privacy thing is. And, uh, Maybe report back next Friday right. on it. All that'll right. be uh that'll be something. Oh, yeah. this. And that's the end of the articles. We can get into to some chit chat. All right. So I know there's like I want to know what's new with you. I know um you you're there with TML in the UPEX world with the pyramid submissions. I know um, you work with Tosshead, and I I want to know more about that beautiful corset you're wearing and how it you know goes into the business idea of what's happening with Tosshead. Just pour me a warm glass of shack. Hmm. <laughs> Ben hates it when I say that. <laughs> <laughs> For me, we're blessed. 
So this corset was made by Tosshead. Um, his company called Corset Story makes gorgeous corsets. And um, I think they're really cool because of a historical tradition. Mm -hmm. And uh, you actually feel extremely powerful and beautiful wearing a corset. You look very beautiful, by the way. I was like, whoa, Shaq, oh my God, you look so great. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we're, one of Tosshead's goals when he first joined Upland was to bridge, you know, build a bridge between digital life and real life and bringing in real life products into the digital metaverse and he's very well positioned to do both and so that's the sort of the backdrop for the avenue of fashion in Detroit which historically um, Livernoy Avenue actually is called the um, avenue of fashion nice. back in the 19 I don't know 20s 30s 40s 50s it was a really like amazing fancy high high-end um hub of fashion shopping for the elite oh nice um, and then detroit obviously has gone through some rough times um but they're they have like rebuild initiatives that are currently happening so anyway um our long-term goal is to bring in real life fashion brands uh to the metaverse the upland metaverse and that our focus be, that'd is be on so amazing yeah so i wanted to like yeah, yeah it's so beautiful please if you can that looks amazing i wish my camera wouldn't change automatically but like it's really pretty and really fun to wear and i recently ordered six corsets from his store any and green ones um, I know the green ones were sold out. Oh yeah, I love the green, green. Is my favorite color, and so is black. And so, if I could get an emerald, you know, green, yes, I would just love that. Um. So anyway, that's why I'm wearing all dressed up today is because I wanted to show these beautiful corsets that um. They look amazing. They it looks comfortable too, which yeah. you know you don't like kind of associate comfort and corset, but it looks comfortable. It is fairly relatively comfortable. There <laughs> is you have to get used to it. So yeah. I never knew this. There's a training process. Oh. When you get your corsets, you train them. Oh. And they train you. <laughs> um I started out wearing the corset for like, I don't know, 15 or 30 minutes on the first day, and then increase the time the next day. And your wow. body adjusts inside the corset. So like after an hour or so, you can reach back there and, and cinch it up some more. Oh, nice. All right. You can just keep cinching it. Um, they should not cause discomfort. Yeah. Right. And if they are, then they're too tight. Um, so it's just something, it's a bit more complicated to wear than a t-shirt. Yeah. 
You have to learn how to lace it up yourself. I started out by having my husband do it for me, but I eventually figured out that I can do this myself. And you reach back there and you tug and tug and tug and then tie. I don't know. It's kind of fun. Yeah, I could see. I could see that. Definitely. It, it reminds me of when I used to go to the Renaissance festivals. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And like the yeah. women, they, they got so dressed up and the men did too. They came as warriors with their big hammers and they're, they're all like this one guy came in, in freaking armor. I don't know how he was able to breathe in there, but it's the same thing. You want to look good. You know, he wanted to look good. He, he, you know, he, he did that beauty comes at a bit of a, a comfortable cost and, yeah. uh, just like heels. I mean, <clears throat> I love to wear heels, but I would never tell you that they're as comfortable as slippers. Yeah. But then like, once you start wearing them, you actually prefer them over slippers. Right. Yeah, yeah. There was, there was a point when I was working in, in uh, Goldman and pe- like the women kind of were expected to wear heels, you know, yeah. sometimes your manager would even tell you, you know, uh, maybe, you know, like a, a pair of some heels would, would, would I look back and I cringe but um at one point <laughs> <laughs> at one point I was wearing like like heels this big they were like the pointy ones I'm I'm tall so I can't go too big and when I took them off I kind of felt uncomfortable like I felt like I I I'd like that lift and if yeah. if you look into it if the heel isn't too high it's actually good for your posture and like Mm -hmm. your foot for the like uh the positioning and whatnot it puts less stress yeah and i'm really short as you know and um (laughs) i just sit on the floor to hug you (laughs) but i'm i am obnoxiously tall so (laughs) and i'm obnoxiously short (laughs) i love like three inch heels yeah, oh, I, I can see that. Platform heels um, used to be part of my look, you know, before COVID hit and I started staying home and wearing pajamas all day. Uh, <laughs> see you. <laughs> <laughs> I actually need to retrain my leg muscles to wear heels now. Yeah, yeah, you really do. It's yeah. it's definitely a lot of your ca- of calf work. Yeah. So. Yeah. So that's the story behind the outfit. And um in Upland, uh, Creedmoor has recently joined Xnet, which is the Epics World like, collection of nodes uh, who are focused on layer two development. Nice. So Creedmoor is going to have our spooky racetrack. Nice. World racing platform. I can't wait so to we're see that. Super excited about that. And the Avenue of Fashion is currently involved in the structure design contest master builders nice um uh today i need to finish my guild piece and my pyramid piece and yep. get some- you're cutting it short you're no. cutting it short i submitted mine yesterday i cut it short too yeah you know what it's i have i'm working on art all the time and so I have lots of pieces that I could submit. Yeah. But then I have to figure out, well, which ones do I like? And then I have to go back through all of my Photoshop files and try to figure out what sort of progress shots I can come up with. Yeah. And that's the part that makes submission 
kind of hard for me? It is hard. Yeah, exactly. You can't use already made because I never, I took submission pics on some of my stuff that's mm -hmm. already minted, you know, just to show on Instagram the process I, I use. Um, all the stuff that I make just because I'm bored, they don't have any progress shots. So you're absolutely 100% right. So you got to make something new. And it's like, I love, I, I actually love making new stuff. I have so many ideas written in my notepad of things I want to make, but no, like having an idea of what you want to make and then actually creating it are two separate things. Well, and know? also being in the artistic mind space to create, but then also having that other side of your brain remind you that you need to keep careful records. Yes. <laughs> the two yeah. things really go together. I would say write write down any ideas because there are so many times where I had an idea to create something and I was like, oh yeah, I'm definitely going to do this later. And then I could not even remember like anything about it. And I'm like, wow, that was such a great idea. So like now I have a notepad in my phone, right? Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. And it, it, it saves like pages and pages and pages of notes. And wow. I'll have like ideas for arting, ideas for articles, ideas for this, ideas for business, ideas for that. And it's it's great because I forget a lot. So. All right. <laughs> yeah, that's a really good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, question. Do you know, uh, after the submissions are in, do you know when they're going to be put out? Uh, like they're going to be shown by TML? in UPX world? Let's see. So we're going to do our submissions and then we'll have quiet time as we wait for April 11th. 11th. Got it. 11th is when we cover the closing of the auctions. That's right. That's right. And so they will live stream the auction closing, um, which is like 11, 11 a.m on the <laughs> I love that <laughs> um, and they'll start early right like I don't know an hour or so beforehand so that we can start watching the auctions close and see what they what the bids are um and when that's all done then I think it's usually the next live stream which are Mondays Wednesdays and sometimes Fridays um anyway so it should be the following live stream where tml will showcase the new he'll either showcase the new work mm -hmm. or go through a summary of how the auctions turned out who uh, made it to the guild uh who got kicked out of the pyramid you know i i love his streams because like i'm i'm a big fan of podcasts i'll watch any podcast uh and I, I especially like TMLs and Blue Rains. Blue Rains voice just puts me into a really good place. Like she has such a great smile. She has yeah. a great voice. And it, it, she's definitely become one of my top favorites. Uh, her, her videos are always too short. I always crave more when it's done, but TML is, is also a great place because it's live. If you could catch it live, you're there with a group of really great people, friendly people, uh, people. It's like cheers. 
Yes. It's like rolling up into cheers and grabbing a beer. It's like, instead of Norm, it's cheese, you know, <laughs> shack. Oh, yeah. That's such a great analogy. Yeah. Epic's World live stream is like walking into cheers and ordering your beer. Ordering your beer or Diet Pepsi in my case. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to so treat myself to a Diet Pepsi when this is done. <laughs> but this was amazing. Is there anything else? Uh, that you want to mention or did we cover all the bases here well apex world should be launching on steam very very soon i remember watching that episode that was really exciting yeah um so the xnet and the i don't know that all of the layer two developments with the um hyde park ninjas they have these bodysuits Oh that, yeah, that uh, where they can do their martial arts and oh. the bodysuit registers the activity, the moves, and like video games, and translates it into the digital movement for the characters. That's so cool. So that's super cool. Yeah, that's like high end stuff. <laughs> Slav has been working super hard on the Love car him. racing. Love him. Love watching him. Uh, he he posts the demo videos that he of all of the little things he's doing to give the roads more traction and to to yeah. make in a handle. He's like getting super super like specific, and I love that. And like even the sound, like he's just such a smart guy, and I'm so glad he's working with TML. Yeah, yeah, he's awesome. Um, and the 1111 gallery, um, in the red Rocky planet. And everyone should know this is their last little bit of time, you know, very short time to collect their xenon. Oh yeah, that's right. I'm a xenon elite. (laughs) Alpha xenon elite status when the game launches on steam. And then after that, you can't get it anymore. And you get that special gun, right? I don't. I'm not clear on what benefits Axe members will get. I don't I don't remember. I'm not the best listener sometimes. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> but I do know TML. Yeah. And he means it when he says that the early comers, you know, the Genesis X Landers, the Alpha Xenon Elite, when he says they're going to have perks, he means it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So I can't wait. I already have um, two of the test tubes. I don't have any anvils. I actually asked on the UPX podcast last night if somebody wants to do a trade. And Too Stupid said that he might do a one-of-one trade for an anvil. So I'm I'm going to... Uh, uh, for an anvil for a, a test tube. So I'm going to see, maybe I'll put in a trade for like a high mint number and see if he bites. Yeah. No. <laughs> Got to get one of those anvils. They're so cool. Yeah. I, I don't one. know why I've, you have one. I forgot about it because I, I, for some reason, TML and, and TSUBA, I always think of them together. And I always, I always forget that they have two separate shops, right? Right, right. So I have to, I have to remember, I, I like to go visit everybody I can and support everyone in Upland that has a shop or anyone that's doing anything, you know, because it's important to, to like, if you're doing something, I'm going to 
try my best to support you. I'll find a time. Yeah. That's yeah. so nice of you. This <laughs> oh, it, let's not forget about the Viva Las Upland, um, Las Vegas X carts node either. Oh, what's that about? Um, so St. Lucie? Yes, I know. Runs the this layer two node in Las Vegas called the poker hand. Oh, really? That's why all of his art is related to poker. Oh, yeah. And his art is so beautiful. The The last one he put out, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to keep my eye on that one because maybe I'll see what I can do because it, it looks incredible. Like imagine that on a T-shirt or a car or a hat, like or any kind of merchandise later on down the road. Right, right. Or, you know, a big, huge picture on the interior wall of your home in the poker node. Yes. Oh, just it it's so cool. And um I'm not part of that development, so I don't know for sure what it's gonna be like, but it seems like there's gonna be maybe old saloons, um old style saloons and some an X carts racing. So like a go-kart racing. All right. That sounds cool. Um I I think of it myself and I don't know why, but kind of like fallout, right? Like the world has come to an end, but there's this little node in Las Vegas and they're recreating the They're glory. stuck, yeah, they're stuck in that time period and it's all they know. So you go there, you're kind of transformed into their world. It's that's right. awesome. That's why I love Fallout, by the way. I freaking love Fallout. I love that you use that as an example. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> and then, and I believe that the Upland Racing League is uh, partnered with all of that. So, like when it comes to Creedmoor Spooky Track and the ultimate racing experience in Apex World, like that will be, um, let's say, the player created tracks that are um, sanctioned in the URL, right? And if you're a member of XNet, then I think that your player sanctioned, your player created tracks that are sanctioned in the URL get prioritized for render in the L2. Um, and then you've got the go-kart racing and then the Creedmoor Spooky Race. And so just so much going on. And I'm really looking forward to seeing everything that happens. in Yeah, Lyric. definitely. Oh, my gosh. I have to check that out. And so having something in Las Vegas is important, too, because I know that there's still a lot to mint there, right? There is. And I might, I don't want to misspeak, but I'm pretty sure the poker hand note is in Paradise. Paradise. All right think and it's a very specific area that is all sold out um pulling at my spreadsheet but i'm pretty sure it's paradise let me find the poker hand node real quick poker face mom not poker face i guess there we are viva los upland noted paradise that is correct yep <laughs> All sold out. Um, but yeah, I think Vegas has some really interesting things coming. I know Mesme is working um, hard in Sun Sunset. I know Sunrise, 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 Sunrise. I'm sorry. 
Yes, she is. She she was actually on the show talking about it. And uh, she gave a lot of information on it, which is really cool. I, I believe after that show, I bought a couple of uh, stuff in that area. So I'm going to have to check out Paradise and see what kind of, you know, second market stuff I can get. Hopefully it's not too too expensive. I need to kind of put my foot everywhere. The poker hand's kind of expensive, but I did manage to get in. I paid a premium for it, but it seemed worth it. And I got some in Sunrise. And I've heard whisperings about other uh, Vegas projects. And I'm starting to think that Vegas is going to be one of those places. Oh, yeah. Has a lot going on. So. Oh, yeah. Because like, like people like the like gambling is actually allowed in a lot of states. Um, I don't know like what the thing is with the license or whatnot, but if you can get that, if you can kind of do that, you can be pretty big. Like you can really, you know, that would be an amazing level too. I would definitely spend time there. I love poker. I love, you know, blackjack and, and whatnot. Yeah. So what's yeah, I love to poker. like? I love poker. I, Texas Hold'em and blackjack. Those are my... That my go-to gambling. Nice. I I love craps, but yeah. I'll definitely play poker. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we got to talk about Bones Balboa and Lake Balboa. Lake Balboa is my new go-to place where if I have extra epics, I just mint anything. Really? Anything, I mint Lake Balboa. There is so much happening there that is so, so cool. Really? And, NFT architect. So... TML has his uh, Bones Balboa project in Lake Balboa. Uh And I did buy one of those um, back when he had the pre-sale or whatever it was called. But then here comes NFT Architect. And he's like, he's got these great ideas for Lake Balboa. And he's his work is is beautiful. Yes, he is. He's an architect and he starts drawing up these designs and making 3D maps and all of this artwork for a layer two nice. in in Lake Balboa. And so there's a jack skeleton. Oh, that's so cool. And there's a snake train that actually is like the um the I don't know bus route or train route that connects things. And then there's the um something called the scythe which actually looks like a scythe and and he's doing so much amazing development throughout lake balboa and here's the where in lake balboa could i find this oh goodness (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry (laughs) yeah i am terrible with maps and that has been my biggest challenge it seriously is it like a challenge where I have to work really hard to figure out which property. So let me, let me, um, there's so much space. Let me give you an address. Um, okay. So where do I, my Lake Balboa section. Okay. (laughs) So, so to see the scythe go to 7,100 and a saw. Tell me when you're ready for me to spell that. I got it. Okay. I I hope. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 
。ああ。So that is the scythe. And um, then、oh、there's. Goodness, that's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> then there's Jack's skeleton, which is 10, 70, 30. Um, Satakoi, S A T I C. Yeah. And I don't know if there's very many structures up yet. I just got my building instructions from Architect today.、Um, but it's going to be a skeleton face. Oh, wow. Yeah, he has a, <clears throat> a beautiful canvas to work with over here. Yes. Beautiful. So there's so much to mint. Everything costs a Right around 10,000 epics to mint.、Um, and some poor souls are selling under mint. They must not understand what's happening in Lake Balboa. Yeah. Yeah. But it's,、uh, I'm super excited for that project. So, yeah, that sounds really cool. I can't wait to see as it progresses. We'll definitely、and、have to get you on for updates. Yeah. Or, or, yeah. I don't feel like I'm the person that should speak for the project. I can speak as a player and just say that based on what I know, I'm super bullish on like Balboa. Oh, because here's the thing.、Uh -huh. Okay. <laughs> TML has his Bones Balboa Carnival、uh -huh. for Epic's World. Yeah. And that's going to be the first space where when players from the mass gaming market come onto Steam, come into Epic's World, and start playing the games. When they come into like to Bones Balboa's carnival, spooky carnival,、um, they will actually see signs when one of the properties in the game is up for sale. Oh, nice. There'll be a portal where they can enter level, layer one, layer one upland. So they will become introduced to upland and realize that they have the option to own assets on、That's、layer、good. one of the layer two game. Yeah,、and、that's really big. That's awesome. I'm thinking is when the mass gaming market first discovers Upland Layer One,、uh -huh. they're going to first discover it in the neighborhood of Lake Balboa. There you and, go. And if they're anything like me, they're going to buy the first thing they can afford that they see in the area they're already in.、Mm -hmm. That's how I ended up with my.、Um, That's how I ended up overpaying for a really dumb property in Oakland. <laughs> Not dumb, potential has potential. It's so much potential. Yes. And so, I, I, I see big things for it. I love when anybody takes on something like this and just gets creative with it. Yeah. So it's,、um, that's super exciting. Also, Dak and I are working on something. Pretty major, but I can't, I can't talk about it yet. Not yet, not yet. <laughs> I can't wait, though. I can't wait to have you both on to, to discuss it. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Knowing、uh, Dak, it has to do with、uh, giving back to the universe or some、yeah. sort of, yeah, he's a good guy I, with that. His per perpetual good in the metaverse.、Yeah. If you guys haven't seen it, check it out. He's on Twitter Live with that every week, right? Are we、uh, working on Tuesdays at 3 p.m. PT? I think it, five or it, six. 
I think it switched to two, but I'm not sure. Oh, okay. Because of the too busy to tune in. Um, Things have been crazy lately. Yeah. But yes, I think it's two o'clock. All right. Well, two two or three p.m. PT in two on Tuesdays. I know. I know it's directly after the UDU podcast. So when the UDU podcast finishes, I have like a nice time to make like a sandwich or a snack, and then come back and watch that. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. Well, that's very cool. But oh my God! Thank you so much for coming on. Like we. We did a lot today. Today was fun. Yeah, it was fun. I enjoyed it. I'm so glad you came on. We're going to be co-hosting the UDU podcast on Tuesday. I'll have to write that out. That'll be fun. Uh, I think um, Jazz will be over somewhere in Japan as well. Really? Yeah. I'm not sure. I think she follows her her partner for work i'm not sure but yeah isn't jazz in australia well she's right now in the uk oh she is yeah okay. is she normally in the uk for uh, some reason, i thought she was i don't she's know not, she's called. not normally in the uk i know she's she's there now but i'm not sure why <laughs> she's gonna be in japan just like ben and when does ben come back Ben is back the second week, the second Friday in April, I want to say. That's a long trip in Japan. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And I've I've had to work so much. I'm like, oh, my God, Ben, you're never going away for another seven years. (laughs) Well, you're doing a great job of holding the UDU together. Thank you so much. I feel like uh, this has been the longest a couple of weeks I've ever experienced in my life. <laughs> but thank you again for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. All the information, your feedback on the articles. And uh, just thank you so much for being an awesome person. <laughs> thank you very much for being a great friend and a great supporter and for inviting me to your show. Thank you so much. It's been a lot of fun. Jeez. Oh. <laughs> Well, the only thing left to do is say, stay fresh, cheese bags.
Are you looking for some of that quality outdoor decor? But you got no freaking idea where to go? Well, come on over to Samurai Aquatics and Decor for all your outdoor decor needs. Got yourself an empty plot of boring virtual real estate in the metaverse, do ya? Yeah, just delete that. I'm still not ready, sorry. Got yourself an empty plot of boring virtual real estate in the metaverse, do ya? Well, maybe some kind of crappy ramshackle building that, I don't know, needs a bit of extra spunk to it or something. And stop mucking about and get yourself over to Samurai Aquatics Discord to see all our available stock. We've got loads of different decor to spend your pretend money on. We've got saunas to fire you up, an ice bath to chew you the fudge out, literally stock coming out of our ears, grills, swings, seating and more. So much more. And if we don't got it, give us a buzz and we could probably make it. Get yourself on over to Samurai Aquatics at 30 Aqua Vista Way in Midtown Terrace, San Francisco, Liggety Split, and gorge yourself on outdoor decor.